What's up, everyone? AJ here. Welcome to another episode of Ring That Bell Podcast. Um, we have a show in store for you guys tonight. Um, also with me, as usual, Potok. What's up, dude? How's your What's week? What's good? What, uh, I think I drank every night this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, as well, Goody is here. Um, what's up, Goober? How's your week been? My week's been awful. Today was the worst day of my life, probably. My <laughs> my whole apartment's flooded right now, and I'm recording from out back. Um, and I'm, after this, after this, I'm checking into a Holiday Inn. So sweet. <laughs> That's Last my but not least, Alex. What's going on, dude? How's your week been? Uh, it's been great. Living the dream. Living it's the been dream. it's been so great having sports back. Sixers back tomorrow officially. It's Can't just, wait. It's been amazing. Cannot wait. Um, so tonight we have a special guest on the show. We have the pleasure of WIP Sixers insider John Johnson joining us. What's up, man? Thank you for joining the podcast. Gentlemen, how are we? Good, good. Um, funny story, a few years back, John was looking for a taper to do some work on his house. And uh, I actually reached out, and he gave me the job, and I've done a couple jobs for his house since. So, uh, how'd everything turn out? Everything turned out all right. No complaints. <laughs> who's, the, who's, the one, who's the one guy you had with you the one time? He was a little weird. Jake. Jake. My buddy, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's a, little, he's a little different. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's, he's definitely different. <laughs> but that's my guy. <laughs> but um, – yeah, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. It uh, means a lot to us. So um, I guess we'll just hop right into questions. So um, I'm going to ask the first one because this has been on my mind for a while. Okay. Since the bubble first started. Um, so being a Sixers insider, you get more information than the regular fan. Um, how do you think the Sixers players are adjusting to the bubble? And do you think it's going to make them stronger as a unit? Well, I mean, it should make them stronger. Everything's an adjustment. When you're stuck in a bubble for could be upwards of three and a half months and it's just you and your teammates, it's going to get old. It's going to get tiring. But that's where you're going to find out about really mental maturity more than anything, you know, what you're made of. And I was saying the same thing to somebody about the NHL bubble, even though it's a little bit less of a bubble. There are no two harder championships to win than the NBA and the Stanley Cup this year because there's so many teams involved. You're put to the test. You can't go home. You're stuck with just your teammates. In terms of how they're going to do, what's going to be wild is, in speaking to a couple of the players since they got there, a lot of them, you know, they, they, they do stuff together. They go golfing. They're hitting up the ping pong table, just hanging out, fishing. Uh, but Joel Embiid is really, he's different. He's not someone who likes to hang out in a crowd. He loves his video games. So he'll, like, isolate himself <laughs> right. in his room for days at a time. So, like, one of the pluses that should come out of this is building that rapport and chemistry that you guys maybe didn't have before. Correct. And so with Joel, as talented as, he's, as he is, it does worry me a little bit that he's not as involved as you might think. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that plays out on the court. I mean, I can definitely see what you're talking about. Um, I mean, Joel's one to – he says it all the time. He's like, I don't do much. I just play my video games and <laughs> hang out with my dog and my girlfriend. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah. and that's all he does too. I mean, he during the last couple of seasons, all when a game is over, a couple of guys, we're gonna go hit this place, hit hit this place. If you want to go, no, 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 I got things I gotta do. And he just goes home and he plays video games for four or five hours and he falls asleep. That's what he does. 
Yeah, I really, I really haven't seen him on any of like Matisse Thybulle's videos. Really, I always wonder if he's gonna pop in. I never see him. Yeah, outside of when they're together, when they're getting their tests together, he doesn't do anything yeah. with them. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. John. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't like golf. He doesn't like. He doesn't like doing anything other than playing video games. <laughs> John, how how about Ben? I don't see Ben around much either. Uh, he's. I mean, he's done some things. He's he's been doing some stuff with um, Kylo Quinn and um, sometimes with Matisse. He's doing fishing yeah. more than anything. He's tried golf. I mean, Ben's a – he's a different kind of cat. But, I mean, he's – Right. I, I give him credit, though. He's trying while they're there to build right. relationships. I like to hear that. I really do. You need that. So, going off of that question, being a Sixers insider, you get to talk and, and work with these players. Who has the biggest personality on the team as of right now? Oh, it's Joel. It's not even close. It's Joel. He's one thing that um, I've come to appreciate with Joel. Like when you're covering a team and you want certain questions answered, some guys are are very refrained. They don't like, for example, Ben. Ben is the absolute worst person to ever ask a question to (laughs) because he says he's he never says anything. They're straightforward, two three words, and when he does answer you, it's like with like. a bit of cockiness, like, how, why are you asking me this question? Uh, yeah. Right. With, with, with Joel, he's, he's the team's worst nightmare because no matter how much <laughs> their public relations department may talk him up and say, listen, <laughs> we know they're going to ask you this, so don't put yourself in a corner or don't put somebody in a bad light. Try to answer it this way. He doesn't listen to a word they tell him. He just answers it the way he feels he should answer it, which makes it great because you get more honesty out of him than you would most players. And, you know, he's – and. I don't want to make it sound like they're all like some are bad guys, some aren't. But Joel's—he's a genuinely good guy, so he—he'll always open up more um, in conversation, even in just just casual conversation. He's—he's he's, he, by far the moment the most personality. Sweet, yeah, yeah. That's—I uh, mean, I just had to ask the question. I didn't know if there was an undercover big personality that no one knew about. <laughs> no, it's not like. Al Horford's the most boring guy on earth. <laughs> I mean, that's a given. That's Total a given. <laughs> yeah, I, like Tobias Harris, he's a good guy. He's like a pro through and through. He's always right. open to answer questions, but he's got nothing to him. Josh Richardson's a nice guy. He's got he's got very like eclectic musical taste and mm-hmm. he's you, a DJ you can, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's trying to be one. I mean, he, <laughs> you, like you can talk to him about pop culture and just random things, and he he's he's a good guy. But other than that, it's. Joel, 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 and then everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> we we were saying that Al Horford's going to be all over the snitch hotline. Uh, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's a huge narc. Uh, he, uh, he's – he might – it's so weird. Like, when Elton Brand acquired him, uh, everybody saw what he was in the basketball court, but Elton acquired him thinking he would be become more of a vocal leader and someone to kind of rein in Joel. But he's he's too – I don't know. He's not a guy that'll grip somebody up and tell them the way that it is. He's very mm-hmm. soft, and when he answers questions, he answers like this. And it's like, come on. It's like, it's like <laughs> right, dude, I, right. can't, I can't take you seriously enough if you're going to tell me what to do. So it's – yeah, yeah. I, he, he could uh, – I would think it – hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see Al Horford being a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the total opposite of Jimmy Butler, who we – Yeah. <laughs> like Jimmy – Jimmy's that guy that everybody knows who's very unfiltered, will always tell you the way it is. The problem is that person usually is an asshole. So, like, after a while, yeah. like, that wears thin on you. And yep. he's the guy, like, he's 
I, he works hard, incredibly hard, but he reminds you how hard he works, <laughs> and that you don't, and that you don't work as hard as him, no matter what happens. So, like after a period of time, you want to strangle that guy because you've had enough. That's that's Jimmy Butler. That's why he hasn't lasted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He keeps moving. Yeah, he, that's why he has a short shelf life. Everywhere he goes, he burns every Ex bridge. Yep, exactly. All right, so. With the whole thing with Ben and moving to the four, do you believe in the new hype of shooter Ben, or do you think that Brett Brown is just going to fall back to original regular season plan of having him <laughs> at the one? No, he's going to play him at that point forward position, which is good. It'll help them in the short term. because shake. It's unfair to shake Milton because he's so young and inexperienced. Mm -hmm. He has potential, but – you're putting so much pressure on him so early. Mm -hmm. It helps them in the immediate future because it gets Al out of the starting lineup. It gives him another shooter on the floor mm -hmm. and it gives Ben other options that he, other positions that he can play, so, you know, being a screener, being a pick and roll guy, multiple things that he can now do that he wouldn't necessarily do playing only point guard. You're going to see him do both. Um, he'll still probably bring the ball up 60, 70% of the time. It's just to have another yeah. option now. Um, it, it will help them in the short term. The long term, it, it, it's them finally admitting, you know, that they made a mistake and they could have fixed this issue two, three years ago um, yeah. by moving Ben. It's an act of desperation is what it is because Brett Brown knows he's going to get fired uh, if, they, if they don't go deep. So this is the – I can't play around anymore. I've tried to coddle Ben. He doesn't listen to me. So now I'm telling everybody who will listen wow. I'm moving Ben wow. to, put the press, to put the pressure on him. Yeah. yeah. Like wow, so, yeah, I did not think that was that was common. I didn't – I mean, the whole Brett Brown being fired, they, they don't go far. That's the obvious, but, man. Yeah, I so mean, he's, he's – Ben uh, – sorry to interrupt you. Like, with Ben, it's – he's – I mean, we see how talented he can be, but he's so damn stubborn. And he has, he, this, he has this inner circle around him. And they're not bad people, but they, like, protect him to where he doesn't listen to what anybody has to say, even someone like Brett, who he's known for his entire life. And it's gotten to the point with Brett now where he knows he's going to get fired. So he has to do whatever he can to, I don't know, change something up and see what happens. Okay, yeah, I was kind of going to base off of that because I was going to ask you what you're going to be like zero, zeroing in on and focusing on during this eight-game stretch. And I was going to say, like, I guess the shape Ben kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, the starting, this new starting five has played together all of one half in that first yep. exhibition game. They've never oh, played together in a game that counts. So it's, it, it, it's such a tall task to put eight games together and hope Joel plays in every game, which I, I guarantee he won't, that you're going to try to build some type of rapport and chemistry. And it's really going to be the shake uh, Ben rapport more than anything. The only time, the only time I think we're ever going to see Ben attempt to shoot the ball is when Joel's on the floor with him when someone's double teaming, because otherwise he's just going to revert back to the old Ben. But yep. I mean, yeah, that makes we'll, sense. It, we'll see. I mean, it I, compared to when the season end uh, was halted back on March 11th, I can now look at it as a glass half full because at least there's a, um, there's a different element now that could maybe give you a different uh, outcome. Okay. Um, so bouncing off of Potok's question, um, off the eight seeding games, mm. what do you think they – like, where do you think they finish record-wise, and who do you think they lose to? 
I mean, they, as we know right now, would be Boston. Uh, they can face, you know, we know they can also face um, Indiana. They can face Miami. There's even an outside chance of Toronto. I mean, I, no, thank you. Yeah, you don't want you don't want anything to do with Toronto. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, for entertainment purposes, I would love to see them play Miami. I would just yep. love to see the, the, yeah, the Jimmy Butler, Alex, yeah, yeah, Butler, yeah, Simmons against Butler. Even though Josh Richardson would cover him half the time, it'd be it'd be a riot to see. Um, Sixers Twitter versus Heat Twitter. You got it all. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be. It'd oh, be. I, I mean, as far as they go, how deep can they go? It's it's. They really are a wild card because I can see them losing in the first round and I can see them making it to the conference finals. It's I, I, my brain tells me they're not going to get out of the second round, but because of the unknown with Shake Milton, depending on how he responds under pressure situations, they can go deeper. Well, uh, talking about Shake Milton, he looked pretty calm, cool, calm, and collective. I know just scrimmage games, but mm-hmm. he finally. I mean, besides the Clippers game, finally looked like he belonged. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, no, he, he he did. And I give him, for someone with so little experience, he's very confident. He doesn't hesitate, which is a huge thing. Like, we know with, like, when you second-guess yourself, especially in a pressure situation, that's where everything comes to life. Like, one of the issues we've had with Joel for so long, if he gets the ball in the post and there's a double team coming, he dribbles once, he dribbles twice, when he's about to dribble a third time, the play's already dead because it's a turnover because he's, he's hesitating. Shake's been really good at the moment he gets it, he knows exactly what he wants to do with it. So um, we're going to find out. You know, when push comes to shove and it's, there's a minute remaining and he has the ball in his hands or Ben does and he's looking for a shot uh, and Shake's trying to find out where to be on the floor, we're going to find out real quick what he's made of. Elton Brand, the multiple times that I, I was – trying to dance around saying Elton you did a real shitty job this offseason I was trying to be nice to him because <laughs> like Elton's, Elton's such a nice guy I feel bad for him in a sense because he's putting us in a no-win situation because he had no experience yeah but mm-hmm. it, one thing he kept saying was how much he liked Shake Milton that's why he gave him that four-year deal but Brett Brown never even gave him you know never even gave him a look because he was so focused on what he had in his starting five that he even pushed Shake to that back burn it wasn't until like that slew of injuries where Shake finally got playing time in February, and he showed what he's uh, potentially capable of. So, I was going to ask you, who do you believe the Sixers' X factor is come playoff time? And I'm pretty sure that's you're going with Shake Milton. I'm not going to go Shake. The X, the X factor is not going to be Shake. It's going to be Ben. Because I'm Ben, push, I because agree. As, as as good as Ben can be for three and a half quarters. When you get to the final six minutes of the game, four minutes, two minutes, minute, when everything turns into half court, that's mm-hmm. where he's an Achilles heel. That's where his teammates are playing with one hand but tied behind their back because he's afraid to shoot the ball. If he shows willingness to shoot, if somebody's sagging off on him, giving him a few feet, um, you know, even if he misses the shot, they're going to respect him moving forward, which means the double exactly. teams disappear from his teammates. So for me, you can cover up a lot of things if Ben takes that next step. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely see that. See, my X factor was Tobias Harris because he just looks like a he just looks like a man on a mission in these he looks so good. games that I've seen. Yeah, I know. It's, just, it's tough because you don't want to get you. Is it because we best. haven't watched him in four months? No, <laughs> nah, he just has a demeanor look in his eyes different. that I he haven't seen. Yeah. Like, like I, I, 
the one thing I can say about uh, Tobias um, from a coverage standpoint, he's a pro through and through. No matter what, when you like go in a locker room before a game, after a game, when if like he's always there to talk to you, and he'll always give you an honest answer, and he doesn't dance around things, and you and you appreciate that because he understands his role. The, the only thing I'm afraid of with Tobias, like they're paying him to be a superstar, which he's not. He's he can be a really good third player. Um, he, his entire NBA career has been he's hot one game he's ice cold the next you know he's okay one game he's incredibly shitty the next so like I want him to succeed it's just it, I, I need a track record other than exhibition well we're gonna find out I, I need to see the proof of it um, when play resumes you know when they go through these eight games right. consistency right. yeah yeah Goody uh, I heard you have a special question for John what do you uh, got? John, John, let's go. How, how, um, what kind of guy is TJ McConnell? Um, <laughs> he, he literally is my favorite sixer. Like I, I, I grew up wanting to be like what TJ McConnell is. Like the, mm. you know what I mean? Like the guy who like just hustles his ass off and plays for the Sixers. I, I like, miss TJ. <laughs> no, I, I miss TJ a lot. TJ was a great. Yeah. He, I mean, he is a great guy. He finally got that payday, and he took it. I don't blame him at all. He's. TJ was a man. He was a stone buster, man. He, he could, he <laughs> could that. get, he knew how to get under people's skin, like from whether it's media or players, he was yeah. a guy that didn't hold back. And he, you know, he's, he'd get pushed around and he wouldn't care. He'd just get up and take it. Um, he's a good guy. His wife's re real nice. Um, he, he had a tough upbringing growing up in Pittsburgh as his father was a basketball guy. So he had mm. like this standard to live up to, which is why he's high strong. Um, no, I miss TJ. TJ's uh, – during the time that he was a sixer, he was my favorite sixer. No, absolutely. I um, I mean, dude, him over Neto any day of the week, though. I mean, like, I, I, I feel like they could have paid him. I don't know. Yeah, they needed – the problem is they don't have that spark off the bench. Their, their bench right now is just – my God, it's heinous. You, it's so you bad. Would love, you would love to bring on that, that, that TJ spark, you know what I mean, to get a steal – to just, you know, just bring energy. Like, I don't know. Everybody disagrees with me in this podcast, but I'm a big CJ <laughs> guy. Well, like, like, the problem the Sixers always have always had, they don't have a leader. Like, they, the leaders are supposed to be your best players. And mm -hmm. Joel's, Joel likes to keep to himself, as we talked about. He's not a right. high-energy guy that's going to, you know, get his, his teammates going. Ben is a, a quiet, I'll show you on the court kind of guy. And those mm -hmm. are the guys you're expecting to lead. And it's a shame Vocal. for – Right, you're right. To be, you're right. You and it's a shame for TJ because he he had the mindset. He just, you know, he needed to be eight inches taller. Exactly. <laughs> He's got that heart. He's can got that Tobias, heart. Can Tobias be the leader as the third guy though? Because I feel is he vocal in the locker room? He wants to be. I mean, I, I don't know how he's you know treating the bubble right now in Orlando. He wants to be, and he's a stand-up guy. And I mean, you see all the stuff that he's doing. He posts just about right. everything he's doing. He helps with the right. community. He wants to be that leader. It's just if you're going to be a leader, you got to back it up on the court. Otherwise, nobody's going to circle around you. You're right. I I just I love Tobias. I just think he's it, it, like you said. It is frustrating because at his peak, he's like ISO Joe. You know what I mean? Like he can be that good of a player, but then his low is just complete shit. I yeah. just want him to be consistent. Like, yeah, you know I mean it's yeah, and that's I mean it's it, they ended up. Elton Brand had to make a decision with Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. And, and Jimmy, like, yeah. pissed off Brett Brown. He pissed off mm -hmm. Ben Simmons. 
So they, they didn't even consider re-signing him. Um, and that's where it came because they made those trades and they can't let them both walk. So they re-signed Tobias. Johnson, yeah. let, let me jump in real quick. So you – the Sixers not re-signing uh, Jimmy Butler was on the Sixers, not the – not Jimmy Butler's camp. I, I don't know how Jimmy felt about it, but I know they weren't going to re-sign him because they didn't – They were not going to give him a max contract. No, the problem with, like, I feel bad. The issue with Jimmy is always this. He's like, he thinks he's Terrell Owens, but he doesn't have the same skill set as Terrell Owens. That's his problem. <laughs> like, yeah. he's like two notches below Terrell. And, like, they could be in a film session, and he could point something out that they're doing wrong. And the problem is he won't say, hey, I think I'm seeing this. I think you guys need to fix this. He'll say, who the fuck was doing this? This is a horrible <laughs> job. Brett, you're doing a horrible job coaching. And it turns into a shouting match in the film session. Yeah. Between him and Brett? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how, that's how he was. He, was he's, he's, he doesn't have a filter. So he has no way to calmly bring it up. He, like, yells in front of everybody. He's cancerous. That's what he is, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, Botox. I was just going to say real quick, who's your X Factor off the bench, off the, coming off the bench in the playoffs? Ooh. Um, Ah, uh, boy, that's that's the toughest one. Like you want to say Corkmaz, but because uh, I mean, they need that, it's it's going to no, it's Matisse, it's Matisse yeah. Thybul. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a rookie, he has the potential he shows defensively is incredible, insane, and, he, mm-hmm. and he's he's mature beyond his years. He gets his role, and if he you know if he excels early and the confidence stays there, he can be a huge huge um, momentum shifter in games. I agree. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can come back on whenever you want. We appreciate it very much. <laughs> uh, no problem. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. I'll thank do a better job. Brother. I'll do a better job at your house next time. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. All right. See thank you. you. Later, man. It's a great guy. Great guy right there. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was great. All right. Let's take a quick break and say a word for our sponsor. Um, if you're looking for a great sports bar or grill, then Brickhouse Bar and Grill is the place to be. From great food, great beer, and friendly staff and owner, the place is simply aces. Um, I, I can attest to that. Love yes. that. Yes, sir. Bless up. Bless up. Steve, the owner, he's the man. Dead serious. Steve. Shout out, Steve. But um, let's hop right into this new draft segment we got. We're going to do – the best starting five of any bubble player. Again, forgot to do draft orders. <laughs> see it. Mix it up. So in your head I'm just right mixing now. it up again, right on the spot. We're gonna do. I'm gonna go first. Oh, <laughs> oh I haven't gone first yet. Ballsy. So, Ballsy. Yeah, some, somebody Alex, else. Somebody. Somebody Alex, else needs and to write then it Potok, down. then Goody. Oh, of All course, right. I'm last. Somebody <laughs> else needs to write it down. I'm outside. I don't have a pen. I got. I got a pen on me. All right, good. Because um, I got it on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm first. I'm going to go. Obviously, I'm going LeBron. Oof. That puts me in a tough spot. Uh, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Kawhi. Kawhi. Good. Great pick. I'm taking Ben Simmons because I love Ben. Oh, boy. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> can, I take, can I take an injured player? Uh, what do you mean by injured? He's not playing in the bubble, but he's on the team that's in the bubble. No. no. 
Okay, so I can't take KD. Um, I'm going to go – I'll go JoJo. JoJo, all right. Comes right back to you. Comes, comes right back to me. I'm going to go um, – uh, let's go with uh, Ant Davis. That's my that's my front court right there. Jesus Lord. Yeah, I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Potop. I'm taking a uh, Giannis. <laughs> I thought I was gonna steal Game Giannis in. right there. Uh, <laughs> how do you fall that far? <laughs> yeah, real shit. All right. Uh, I'm gonna take Luca. My fucking boy. You're Dude's tripping. Ever you're wild. Dude's ever you're so wild. Watch him next year. He's going to be ace. With Kawhi, um, you guys are crazy. Give me Paul George. Weak. Tripping. Okay. <laughs> um, then I'm going to go. I hate to take Celtic, but I'm taking Jason Tatum. Ooh. That's how I was going to take. Should be a sixer. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Jeez, take us back uh, to that draft day. Take us back to that draft day, AJ. I'm taking Harden. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good pick. All right, I'm going uh, Devin Booker. Oh, solid. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Russ. Westbrook. Yep. Kid, right, yeah. dude's a walking dude's a walking bucket. Um, mm. and then so I have a one, I have a four, I have a five, I need a two and a three. <laughs> Let's go. Um, who's out west? Um, let's go. Uh, let's go, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, he's a solid two in that lineup. All right, who's up? Is it me? Yeah. I'm taking a uh, Jokic. Fuck. I was going to take <laughs> him too. <laughs> I'm going to take Gobert. I need a center. All right, so it's me. Yeah. Give me Jamal Murray. It's an awful pick. You're crazy. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. You fucking reached. All right. You got re- you got reach, you got reach bro. Last one. Give me Dame time, baby. Oh. I'm taking Pascal Siakam. Oh, great pick. Great pick. Dude, it's tough writing this shit down real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I was writing like shit. Who's on me that's real up. quick? Uh, I'm yeah, taking yeah. uh take it up, take it up, take it up. I'm taking Tobias. Who do I have real quick? I I don't dude, I don't know. Just pick somebody. Just pick for real. Um, Kemba Walker taken? No. no. All yours. Kemba. Bet. Bet. Is that the draft? Is that it? Yeah, I think five. that's it. Yep. Five? That's five, yeah. yeah. All right. I should have pulled out my I should have pulled out my fucking <laughs> I should have wrote these down. Kotak, you suck. Thanks. You did Thanks you did again dick. for listening to us guys. Um we'll put everything on Twitter. Thanks for okay. listening again. Peace. Enjoy. Right, Enjoy thanks, that interview. Guys. Peace. Later. Sixers.